Hello and welcome to another edition of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. My name is Dave Taylor. Thanks for checking us out today. Today we're going to have a very cool episode. I'm uh, going to talk to uh, awesome one of the awesome guitar players of all time. Uh, if you haven't seen this guy in concert, I go recommend it because he's on tour right now. Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Kenny Wayne Shepherd talks uh, about his uh, new album, which is coming out in a couple of weeks, and also his upcoming tour as well. And I'm looking forward to seeing him in Virginia Beach on October 10th. Once again, we are Eat Sleep Podcast, repeat a uh, wrestling podcast. But sometimes when we don't take a deep dive into wrestling, we we go outside the box a little bit, and uh, we've got uh, Kenny Wayne Shepard here. Uh, you can find us in a few different places, uh, social media, Facebook, and Twitter at ESPR99. You can also find us on the web. We're uh, part of a couple of radio stations' websites, 1069thefox.com, fm99.com, and you can find us under the media tab as we're uh, located in Hampton Roads, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Chesapeake, to kind of give you an idea where we are. Uh, you can always email us, too, the old school way, ESPR at FM99.com. So without further ado, let's talk to the awesome Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Well, it's a pleasure speaking with Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Kenny uh, is coming to uh, Virginia Beach at the Sandler Center, and uh, that is going to be an awesome show on Tuesday, October 10th. I've seen you a number of times. Um, in fact, I actually was lucky enough to shoot one of your shows last time you were here, just cranking away on the guitar there. It's one of my favorite concert photos, and you can probably end up on my wall. I just haven't uh, haven't done it lately. I have Buddy Guy, who you played with, he's on my wall. Okay, but, yeah. I, I got to shoot him a couple of times. But uh, mm-hmm. how was what was it like toying with a legend like that? You know, to to be honest with you, well, first of all, to answer your question, incredible. I mean, Buddy's one of the best ever. I mean, you know, this is a guy that can say that he was an influence on Jimi Hendrix. You know what I mean? Jimi Hendrix looked up to Buddy Guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he's just one of the most electrifying entertainers, guitar players to ever pick up the instrument. But I've been really fortunate in my career, man. I've really gotten to play with a lot of legends and, uh, you know, tour with them, jam with them, make music with them. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's, it's a long list and I'm really proud of that. Um, but, you know, playing with Buddy, I mean, the thing that's really incredible about him nowadays is like, you know, his age, at his age, what he's still able to do is is remarkable. You know. Yeah, I've seen him. It's like I don't realize he's as old as he is because he does not act like it on stage. Because dude just wailing away, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it's yeah. just, you know, whatever he's doing or whatever whatever health you know training or whatever he's doing, it's freaking amazing because you know not many people can do that. You know, even yeah. you know, he's younger. You know, just and watching him do that, it's like wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. I hope to. I hope I have half the energy that he has if I if I live to be that age. Did you ask him what his secret was? Or? No, not really. No, I haven't asked him. Maybe next time when I see him, I'll ask him. <laughs> awesome. Well, you just uh, did some recording. So you have a new album coming out called Dirt of My Diamonds, Volume 1, on yeah. November 17th. Uh, I, I did get to preview the album, so I do want to talk about some of the tracks on it. Okay. And uh, Was this recorded in Muscle Shoals? So it was written in Muscle Shoals. Okay. For the most part, we went down and we spent a few days in the Fame recording studio. And, you know, we had a bunch of guys down there. We just wrote a bunch of songs that ended up becoming this record. Uh, we didn't have time to make the album down there, but the plan for the next album is to record a record down there. Is that the volume two that we're going to get? Well, volume two is already done. So, okay. it's, yeah, it's ready to go. So uh, we're just waiting to see when the right time to release it is. I mean, you know, 
my normal pattern is to put out a record and tour for about two years and then put out another record. Uh, but I think we'll come sooner with volume two. So maybe this time next year, we'll be talking about volume two, getting ready to come out. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm still trying to stay ahead of schedule here. So uh, my plan is this winter to get together with everybody and, and to go in the studio and make another record. So that'll be ready to go when the time comes for it. Wow. And I know you kick off your tour tomorrow. And um, so are you going to be playing tracks from the new album that's not even out yet? Is that the plan? The goal, the goal is to play. So we released Sweet and Low. Like our, we started releasing one single each month leading up to the album release, which is November 17th. So last month we released Sweet and Low. Uh, at the end of this week, we're going to release uh, Best of Times. And then I think... We got another one next month called You Can't Love Me. And then uh, I think when the album drops, we'll release the, the uh, title uh, track, Dirt on My Diamonds. Um, but yeah, the goal is to play some of these songs live, but we'll, we're still working them up, you know, because what people don't realize is you go in and make a, a record in the studio. Most of the time you make an album and then it takes several to many months sometimes between the recording of the record to the release of the record. And then you haven't really played the stuff in between. So you kind of have to go back and relearn it and rehearse it and, you know, get it sounding good before you go out on stage and play it for everybody. Yeah. Cause I guess, cause listening to the album, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of overdubs on there. Although did I hear horns? Are there horns yeah. on the album? Yeah. Okay. There's horns, yeah. Okay. Yeah. On the last, starting on the last record, the traveler, I started using horns on a lot of the songs, almost all the songs. And we had horns out with us on the road uh, for a couple of years. And right now we don't. So I'm trying to decide if we just have my keyboard player, you know, play the horn parts on a keyboard that sounds like horns, or if we bring another horn section back out, I haven't really made up my mind for this run. We're not going to have the horns, but I'm looking at whether or not I should, get a horn section together for the tour next year. Yeah, it definitely had that um, like Louisiana kind of like New Orleans, Alabama kind of like feel when I was listening to it, especially like the opening track, you know, the, the title track from that. And it was just, yeah, uh, yeah it kind of had that that vibe in there, man. Just uh, well, I appreciate it. I mean, you know, that's where I'm from. I'm from the, from the South and, you know, all this music and all these different uh, genres, you know, grew up listening to all kinds of music and it's, they've all found their way into you know, the, the music that I create. And, um, you know, my goal from day one has always been to, you know, take the blues, which was kind of my favorite um, and biggest, probably biggest influence um, musically and and try and take it into new directions and, and, you know, continue to like, you know, I don't know, push it into the modern era. And I think there's a lot of songs on this record that that are representative of that. Yeah, well, I you mentioned the blues, Ease on My Mind. I know the album's uh, closing track was definitely had that, like, bluesy feel yeah. kind of going on. Is that was like, you know, some guys always do with that epic track, you know, at the end of the album and something. I know it's like the longest track, but, man, damn, the blues on that, man. I mean, definitely is the most bluesy song on that album. It's, it sounds so good. Thanks. I mean, you know, I've we've done a couple of albums over the years that are just straight-up blues and, and traditional blues. Um, but when we're going for more contemporary sounding stuff, uh, I generally try and, and squeeze at least one that's just like, you know, the straight up blues thing that I think people have come to expect to hear from me, you know, and uh, that one certainly fit, fit the record and fit the vibe. 
Yeah, I will say because I, I played the album louder than I usually listen to music in here. Um, it's it's an album you do have to crank up. I will say, uh, but it just sounds so clean. I mean, just production wise. Uh, I mean, how, how how many guys at one time? And I've seen your band, um, and I know like the keyboard players been with you for a couple of years and stuff. But like, how many of those guys were all like all at one time doing this? You know, in the oh studio? well. Yeah, so the way I, I make records the old-fashioned way, so I, I try and do the least amount of overdubs possible. We all get together in, in a room together and play, you know, and we try and keep as much of that as possible. So, um, and then, you know, do the least amount of overdubs possible. So it sounds like a live performance, really, because that's the essence of, like, what we do best is the live performance. We make records so we can play concerts because that's where, where we really, uh, I think, you know, connect the best with the fans and so i feel like my goal has always been to capture that sound of a live performance in the studio as best as possible it, it sounds very live i mean you don't get that with much rock uh i mean current rock uh in some ways i mean some bands have that but then there's some where there's a lot of post-production work going mm -hmm. on or, or something yeah. underneath but you guys have a pretty clean sound by the way please don't take that if anybody's watching this and i'm knocking current rock i'm just saying you guys have the sound that's just like you said, it's live in the studio, and it's uh, it definitely sounds like, uh, you know, that I can almost sound like way on stage. Right. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you know, the goal is to make a great sounding record, and then when people come see it live, that we exceed that expectation. You know. Um, but yeah, really, the only thing we, I might overdub a guitar solo if I'm not happy with the with the original take or whatever. If I feel like I can do better. Uh, we'll go in and maybe fix a couple vocal lines if necessary, or, you know, we may re-sing a whole vocal or something like that. But, you know, rhythm guitar, bass and drums, keyboards usually is always, you know, done all at the same time. And if I get a good enough solo the first time, then we'll keep that too. The vocal's great. We'll keep that. I mean, Blue on Black, our biggest hit, that was Noah's original vocal take, like the, wow. when we were just tracking the song. Yeah, we, we had him sing it several times after that, but it never beat the original, you know, scratch vocal. So uh, but the horns we do after the fact, it's a little, be a little challenging to do horns at the same time that you're trying to track drums and things like that just for yeah. lead over reasons. But yeah, for the I would say 80 percent of what we do is, is we do live together. What what if, what's the biggest things you're doing, I guess, production wise from the blue on black or uh, even the album before that, you know, from 95 to now? Like, what what do you like? like oh, man, I could do this in the studio. Or what is there new tricks that you're still learning that in a recording process or on guitar? No, nah, you know, there's new things to be learned, but a lot of them just have to do with, you know, tricks that the engineer knows how to do or, or like things you can do in Pro Tools, you know, that. It feels like cheating, you know, <laughs> which we, we try and steer clear from as much as possible. Were you always digital or do you record an analog in the 90s? No, my first album was 100% tape before Pro Tools existed. So my whole my whole first album, Led Better Heights, was pre-Pro Tools. So there was no computer, all tape. Then the second album, Trouble Is, in 97, by the time we recorded that record, Pro Tools, the very first version of pro tools had come out but it was still like the wild west and people trying to figure out you know its purpose and how to use it so we simultaneously did tape and used pro tools and so not everything went through the computer we really used it primarily for editing purposes because it made editing so much faster because you have to cut tape and things like that like if you get to relay down a track or something yeah and just about every record that i've done since then we've done some combination of two inch tape and pro tools 
Uh, you did a cover on this album, and I know occasionally you do some covers, which I always loved your cover of I Don't Live Today. Um, but uh, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, um, which I think fits the album perfectly. How did you dis- uh, decide to put that on there? And I guess you got some kudos from uh, one of Elton John's guys, huh? Well, no, I called him and at, and told him I was going to cut it because he's a friend of mine, Davey Johnson, and, and uh, the guitar player, and, and I admire him tremendously as a person and as a musician. Um, so I, I don't even know if he remembers this conversation because it was a few years ago, actually, that we went in the studio and recorded that cover song. Um, but I was like, hey, man, you know, I'm going to, I think we're going to take a pass at, at your song and... Uh, I hope I don't screw it up. Like at one point I was considering uh, asking him to come in and play the part because then I knew it would be right and I wouldn't make any mistakes, you know? And, um, but anyway, we, we went and did it. I mean, I have a running list in, in my, in my phone and in, in the back of my mind of cover songs, you know, that I'll hear a song and it'll strike me as a song that I think we could do a, a, a good version of. And I just keep a list going and that was on the list and, and I whipped it out and, and, it just so happened, you know, it was coincidence that it's coming out now because, like I said, we recorded that cover a few years ago yeah. uh, and just kind of been just sitting there. And I just like, well, it's a great version of that song. But, you know, now he's doing his farewell tour and kind of, you know, doing, you know, his final thing as an artist. And so I thought, yeah, it'd be a good timing to really throw this out there and show our appreciation for him and, you know, what a great artist he is and, and was. Yeah, well, it sounds great. Yeah, uh, Dirt of My Diamonds, Volume 1, coming out November 17th. I know we're going to hear some of that when you come to the Sandler Center in October. That's going to be great. I do get a, one, one question because you talked about playing with Legends. You got to tour with Jimmy Page and the Black Crows. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a yeah. tour that got cut too early for reasons, uh, you know, whatever the, the Robinson brothers were doing at the time. But uh, what was that like? I mean, because just playing with those, you didn't play with them, but you got to open for them. You know, I was just uh, talking with somebody about this a week or two ago, and ironically enough, and they mentioned that the tour got cut short. I don't remember that. It felt, if I mean, I'm sure it did. I'd like to know how long that tour actually lasted because we did the whole tour. But to me, in my mind, it felt like it was at least a month long, right? But maybe it was shorter than that. But, um, but yeah, they mentioned, oh, yeah, the tour got cut short. I don't remember that, but it does sound <laughs> I mean, a long time ago. But it was cool. I mean, you know, I, I love the Black Crows as a band I, I love you know that sound that they make you know yeah. and then obviously jimmy page so i thought it was a pretty cool a pretty cool lineup you know the kenny wayne shepherd band and jimmy page and the black crows and it did really well it was a lot of fun uh being yeah. Part of that. yeah yeah that was a great tour it was the first time i got to see a concert man that was like holy crap just watching you play it's just you know i knew you could play but when you see it live it's just like oh wow yeah that dude's yeah cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's always guys who want to make uh, artists pick up a guitar and then watching you play is go, yeah, I can't do that. I'm not going to play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all, you know, man, it's, it's not a competition. I, I, you know. No, no. But I just, well, watching you, it's just like, yeah, I'll just, I'll watch a guy do that. I can't do that. So, and it's always a pleasure watching you play and looking forward to you uh, coming to the Sandler Center on Tuesday, October 10th. Yeah, man. All right. Well, good luck with the tour. Good luck with the album. Kenny Wayne Shepard. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Man, that guy was great. I've seen him at concerts a couple of times. It's it's, it's like going to guitar school, although I'm never going to graduate because I can't do what he does. But uh, he is amazing, and he's on the road right now. He'll be in Virginia Beach on October 10th. Uh, maybe I'll see you out there. 
That's this week's episode of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat again, you can find us on the web or uh, online, social media places. Uh, let's do the web first. 1069tofox.com at fm99.com. Uh, social media, Facebook and Twitter, ESPR99. That's our handle there. And anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can just find us. Just search ESPR Wrestling. Make sure you subscribe, get notifications when we post new episodes. And as always, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Have a great day.